Today on the newscast, the U.S. thwarts a drone strike against its Baghdad embassy, while Iran blames Israel for a recent nuclear site attack. Get all the breaking details coming up. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. It's great to be back in the familiar surroundings of our Watchman studio here after a great vacation last week, but we've got three major Middle East stories that we are following very closely, so let's get right into it. Number one, overnight last night, Tuesday, July 6th, the United States shot down an explosive-laden drone that was targeting the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad, Iraq. Now, this drone was undoubtedly launched by those Iranian-backed Iraqi Shia militias that we talk about so much here on the newscast. Reportedly, the drone was launched from a civilian area in Baghdad, not far from the embassy. Obviously, the U.S. Embassy is located inside that sprawling green zone there in Baghdad. Thankfully, again, the drone attack was thwarted. But folks, this keeps up with that pattern we've been telling you about. Uh, Rockets, of course, have been the weapon of choice, the main weapon of choice over the past few months, really the past few years used by these Iraqi Shia militias. Now they are shifting more and more to drones. Now with the attempted drone attack on the embassy in Baghdad, also yesterday, a rocket attack on the Ain al-Assad base in western Iraq in Anbar province. That particular base, folks, has been targeted repeatedly over the past several months. No one killed or injured, thankfully, in that attack. About three rockets reportedly fell along the perimeter of that base, but two dangerous and serious attacks using two different methods in the same day used against U.S. personnel and targets in Iraq. Again, no doubt, at the behest of the Iranian regime. These Iraqi Shia militias are becoming more bold. They're openly basically declaring war against the United States in Iraq with the goal of pushing all U.S. forces out of Iraq in a fall of Saigon type scenario where the U.S. looks like it is fleeing as the rockets, the drones, and the fire is coming after them, chasing them out of Iraq. That is the perception that the Iranian regime wants to create. They are using those Iraqi Shia militias to do just that or to attempt to do just that. Now, you might scratch your head and say, wow, these Shia militias are back at it again after last week. We told you here in the newscast how the United States carried out airstrikes along the Iraq-Syria border against these very Shia militias, also known as the broader term is the Popular Mobilization Units PMU for short. The most well-known of these various militias is likely Khatib Hezbollah. Now, they've been involved in many of the attacks against U.S. personnel over the past few years. They're probably the most well-known, maybe the strongest of these PMUs, uh, but they are a persistent thorn in the side of American forces. We said here in the newscast last week, hey, striking at These Shia militias along that Iraq-Syria border area is certainly better than nothing. There had to be some kind of response in the wake of this constant stream of rocket and drone attacks. But the occasional airstrike along the Iraq-Syria border, folks, that's not going to get the job done. We've had only two of these strikes, one in February, one last week. Uh, since the beginning of the year, carried out by the Biden administration. Meanwhile, we've had at least 50 
rocket and drone attacks during that same period against U.S. personnel. So we're keeping a close eye on the situation in Iraq. Of course, the Iranian regime, the head of the snake, they've got their hand everywhere in the region, it seems, but they have been struck and struck hard on Iranian soil repeatedly over the past year. The sabotage attacks against Iranian nuclear facilities, against Iranian missile factories have continued unabated. We had one about a week and a half ago, which was very interesting, folks, in the city of Karaj, that's northwest of the Iranian capital, Tehran. It was interesting because the Iranian regime came out of the gate. They kind of tried to get ahead of the story, I guess you would say, and they announced that they thwarted an attack on a centrifuge plant in the city of Karaj. Details have emerged since then that they did not thwart this attack, that it was indeed successful, carried out reportedly, and ironically enough, by a drone, a drone attack against this centrifuge facility. Obviously, you need to spin the centrifuges to enrich uranium and build the bomb. This plant in Karaj, there have been various reports out of the Middle East that it was pretty seriously damaged. As I said, Iran said they thwarted it. All is okay. Now, today, Tuesday, July 6th, the Iranian regime is singing a different tune. An Iranian government spokesman announced during a press conference that, quote, the Zionist entity, Israel, was behind the attack on the Karaj centrifuge plant. So now Iran is coming clean, folks, and that tells me that the damage must have been pretty considerable uh, considerable on this centrifuge plant. Keep that in mind when we talk about the events of this past weekend, the 4th of July weekend, uh, on Saturday, July 3rd. There was, once again, an Israeli cargo ship. Now, this was, I should say, a cargo ship previously owned by an Israeli businessman. He had sold it in the past few months. It's no longer Israeli owned, but it was until recently. That cargo ship was passing through the Indian Ocean on its way to the United Arab Emirates when it was struck, most likely by a missile. Now, Israeli officials believe Iran was undoubtedly behind the attack. Did the Iranian regime know that the vessel was no longer Israeli-owned? Did they believe it was still owned by an Israeli businessman? We don't know. But this ship was undoubtedly struck, the cargo ship. There was damage caused, thankfully no casualties. Reportedly, no one killed or injured. But was that a response to the strike, the drone strike on the centrifuge plant of about a week and a half ago as this shadow war between Israel and Iran at sea, uh, on land, continues. And folks, really, if you've been following the newscast over the past few months, you know that this war is increasingly coming out of the shadows, especially the tit-for-tat at sea, Uh, Iran and Israel striking each other's shipping. So will that intensify? Uh, One thing to keep an eye on in that regard is the ascension the imminent ascension next month in August 2021 of the newly elected Iranian president, Ibrahim Raisi, who is a hardcore radical revolutionary who is very close to Iran's supreme leader and looked at as a possible successor to the supreme leader as well. So right now, 
the mainstream media and Western diplomats, when they had Hassan Rouhani, the outgoing Iranian president, they would say, hey, they're not all bad in the Iranian regime. Rouhani is a moderate. He's reasonable. We can talk to him. Although the opposite was true. He was no moderate, folks. It's all relative in the Iranian regime. But now you look at the regime and you scan uh, the government, the key government positions there. They are staffed by hardcore revolutionaries, radical Iranian revolutionaries who are true believers in that apocalyptic ideology that is espoused by the regime, which includes the destruction of Israel, their desire to do that, which extends to our last news item today before we go, Iran's most dangerous proxy, Hezbollah. Now Nasrallah gave a speech in recent days in which he said, and I quote folks directly, there are no people in Israel, only settlers and occupiers. No people in the nation of Israel. This is a leader of Hezbollah, this Iranian pawn. What does that remind you of? To me, this reminds me of the dehumanizing rhetoric of 1930s Germany in the run-up to the Holocaust. If the Jewish people are not people, we can easily just eliminate them. That was the Nazi view. They treated the Jewish people as subhuman. Nasrallah clearly has a similar view of the people living in the Jewish state. They are not people in his view. And if you think someone's not even a human, not worthy of living, well, it makes your job of genocide, I guess, that much easier. That's certainly the way the evil Nazi regime viewed it. And certainly their modern day forebears, the likes of Hezbollah and the Iranian regime feel exactly the same way. And folks, it's all there for you. This is a direct quote from Nasrallah. He is not hiding how he feels. The big question is, the world listening. We're listening here at the Watchman Newscast. We're so glad you're joining us on a daily basis here so we can bring you the inside story on what's really happening happening in the world's most dangerous, pivotal, and strategic region and why it matters to you. And the good news about it, no matter how dire the news gets, is that we know God Almighty still sits on the throne, so be encouraged. Until tomorrow, thanks for joining us here on the Watchman Newscast. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.